0: The muzzleloaders.com podcast, your source for all things muzzleloading. All right, welcome to the muzzleloaders.com podcast, your source for all things muzzleloading. Uh, We have a whole bunch of interesting stuff we're going to be getting into today. We're going to be talking about the technological advancements in the muzzleloader industry, why that's a good thing, and um, talking about the different customers and consumers that are going to be using that. So, uh, Brad, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? We're just going to go around the room and say what we do for the company, how long we worked here, and just a little bit about yourself. So,
1: Sure. Um, I've been with the company for seven years. I'm the CEO. Um, you know, we're muzzleloaders.com, all things black powder. Um, I enjoy hunting, fishing, snowmobiling, um, just being outdoors. And so, yeah, just an outdoor enthusiast and, and really enjoy muzzleloading as well. Hey, I'm
2: Caleb. I've been working here for about five years. Um, I am the customer service manager. handle everything from phone calls to emails to any, any customer interaction, help with questions. Um, if people need to know what to buy, I'm the guy to talk to.
0: Sweet. And uh, my name is Darren. I work in marketing. I'm the marketing coordinator. And I've worked in customer service, the warehouse. I've been here about six years. Uh, i will be six years this June. And uh, just really excited to be able to start a podcast. I'm really think it's going to be a really fun thing to do. And I think it's going to provide a lot of value to you guys as well. So um, I'm just stoked. So we're going to move into our main topic of the day, uh, which is going to be going over those, uh, those new guns. So like the Paramount, we're going to go over the Nitro Fire, um, all the the Paramount guns. So Mm -hmm. and just talking about why those are going to be a uh, good thing. So uh, Brad, do you want to just introduce the specific products that we're going to be talking about today and we'll go over them?
1: I think the main two we're going to talk about is A, the Traditions Nitro Fire. That was really revolutionary when it came out last year. Um, and a lot of people are still catching on to it and starting to understand it a little bit better, understand why it's good for the industry. Um, and then released this year, the Paramount HTR by CVA. Um, you know, it, it's an extension of the Paramount line, which made waves two years ago when it was introduced but now with the 40 cal in the htr it's going to stretch muzzle loading to all new limits so those are the main two guns that we're going to talk about but in general talking about inlines and just progression of technology in the industry and just where it's headed where it's been such things like that yeah well i think that uh the nitro fire adds a lot to
0: the community because i mean when i worked in customer service people were constantly you know they're get wet powder Mm -hmm. they were wanting for you know looking for a safe safer option than like a traditional inline and i think the the nitro fire really brings that to the table of making a safe option that you can unload just by pulling out the the fire stick ignition so i think that's super excellent so um yeah and i guess i guess caleb if you want to go over like what we've seen like what the consumers what are they going after like who is the nitro fire what is who does that appeal to
2: yeah absolutely um the the thing to realize about the black powder industry is it's a very niche market, and both the Nitro Fire and the Paramount extends and, and broadens the the niche market itself to those who want something that's that's less technical, something really easy um, mm-hmm. to jump into, get into black powder really easily, or people who want guns that are more technical. I want to shoot out farther. I want to be more competitive minded minded instead of hunting minded. And so the nitro fire really appeals to those who, like you mentioned, something really easy, something really safe, something really comfortable, really really consistent. Um, And so that's really where the nitro fire has excelled. People who are too, not scared, but just intimidated to jump into black powder hunting and shooting Mm -hmm. um, are like, oh, this is easy for me. I want to jump into it. And so that's that's where we've seen a lot of um, publicity for the nitro fires come in. Um, as far as the paramount, obviously with the new 40 caliber, that's that's unheard of you know until this year. that's that's an amazing innovation. And so you're really reaching out to those extreme long distances that you would never achieve before with black powder shooting. yep um, and having to dial in a very specific powder charge and a specific bullet to achieve your your maximum accuracy. that's what a lot of people want. They want to put in that time that they would normally do with a center fire now they can do
0: with a a high end long range muzzle loader. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the key thing with the Nitro fire is it's it's super simple and you're still getting excellent performance. You're not sacrificing anything in the right. performance department and you're getting really lightweight um you know it has the all the classic tradition safety features so uh, it's really appealing to people looking for I mean we've had a lot of people buy parents buy them for their kids because they were looking for a really safe and easy option. And then yep. we've seen a lot of those people that are starting with the Nitro Fire they're moving into you know, it's like that gets them interested. That gets their foot in the door to where they want to explore other options, whether it's a side lock or whatever. So, and the same thing with that, with that Paramount Pro, I think that Caleb's totally right in that, uh, people want to, they want to have that precision. They want to weigh their, you know, their charges and things like that.
1: So, yeah, I mean, it's really both ends of the spectrum. mm Um, when you look at centerfire hunting, you have people that buy a box of ammo and go out hunting. Then you have people that reload all year, shoot all year, shoot matches, you know, and there's two different, you know, classes of hunters inside of that, you know, the ultra precision long range hunter, which like it or not, long range is part of hunting now. Um, And then you have the person that just wants to go spend some time, take the 30-06, 300 wind mag, 270, 6.5 Creedmoor, buy a box of ammo, shoot it, sight it in, go have fun with their family. And... Those aren't mutually exclusive, but that's kind of where the two are going. And when you look at these two guns, they play to each section of the industry. And mm-hmm. they pull people from standard hunting into muzzle loading. You know, the person that doesn't want to shoot muzzle loaders a lot, doesn't want to weigh their powder charges, doesn't want to worry about did my powder get wet or not? That's the nitro fire. You know, I I live in Pennsylvania or Virginia and I'm just looking for another season. I'm trying to fill another tag, you know, or whatever. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this thing. I don't want to have to do all these big cleaning tasks and things like that. If it's at the end of the day, pull out the the fire stick and it's totally unloaded, totally safe. There's no no way that you don't know if it's loaded or not because mm-hmm. um, you can see the fire stick. So I think that's on the nitro fire side, the play, and also youth, like you said. I mean, peop- we've got a lot of people saying, this is perfect for my teenager. You know, I want to get them into hunting, but... I want to make sure they're safe. And that's one thing traditions is always focused on is safety. They've got trigger safeties on their guns. So redundant safeties are great when you're taking a new shooter out, Absolutely. whether it's an adult or, or kid, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, and then the Paramount long range shooting. I'm a long range shooter. I, I love to shoot PRS and stuff like that. You've got a, a bunch of people in that crowd that are saying, wait, you can shoot over a hundred yards with a muzzleloader. Yeah you've been able to do that for a little while but 300 has kind of been the cap ballistically well this 40 cal htr extends that um and and so what we've noticed is people just are buying these because they want to just go out and shoot Mm -hmm. and that's not typically been the case with muzzleloaders in the past i want to buy it so i can go out and hunt now people are like i want to shoot i want to see how far i can shoot it it's pretty awesome actually
0: yeah, and I mean, the, the, it opens up a whole other realm of hunting applications, too, when you have sure. 2,800 feet per second, uh, or 2,850 even. I mean, it's just like, that's insane. I mean, you're able to really reach out there with terminal velocities, and and it just really expands your options as far as that goes. For so. sure.
2: I just wanted to piggyback. Um, one of the biggest misconceptions about black powder and muzzle loading is it's still this very archaic form of, mm. of shooting and hunting, and you kind of touched on it, Brad, where mm um, you know, CVA and traditions have both done amazing work, innovating black powder in general. Right. Um, and that, that's what you need. If you want black powder to grow and, and, um, have more outreach and people learn about it, like obviously, you know, CVA and traditions have been around for, for quite a long time. And there's mm-hmm. still people now like, Oh, I didn't know. Like he said, I don't need, I didn't even know that muzzle loading, it was possible. Like I thought people just threw some powder in a barrel and, and that was it. But yeah, mm-hmm. with, with these new innovations, like you're really bringing um, a lot of people from the archery scene, from the the centerfire scene into mm-hmm. something that they can be comfortable with and get excited for with these new, new black powder rifles. Yeah, yeah. And
1: archery was one area that we were getting a lot of people coming in from because archery hunters are short range, close up encounter hunters and they're looking at states like Colorado or whatnot and saying, man, I just can't draw a tag or, you know, Hey, I, you know, I keep going out and I can't get within, within range of an elk or a deer. And so what's my next option? I don't want to go with a rifle and shoot shoot an elk at three hundred yards. Some people are looking for that up close encounter. Well muzzle loading gives you that. You know, in states like that it's open sights. So, you know, a lot of guys are just looking to get out a little bit more time in the woods, better draw odds in some states. And um so it, it's a natural extension from archery. But now we're seeing with the HTR it bring in those long range precision shooters. And that's what we weren't really bringing into the sport before. So I think it's exciting. Um, I think, you know, a lot of those people are going to really enjoy muzzle loading and are then going to start looking at more and more products inside of muzzle loading. Maybe they're going to pick up a Hawken or, or a Kentucky rifle um, because they're like, hey, this is kind of fun. You know, the big old puff of smoke coming out the end of my yeah. barrel. <laughs> As we know, it's a lot of fun to shoot
0: them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's really our main goal at muzzle loaders is – we, you know, we started this company because we want to share the fun of muzzleloading. Like we want the community to grow and you know, it's traditional muzzleloading is important and it's an excellent piece of the puzzle. But I think the, the huge appeal to these new ones is you're able to draw on a larger crowd and bring them into the fold and um, show them how much fun it really is. And you know they start going to the rendezvous and they start doing those things and really oh this is really fun i really enjoy just shooting muzzleloaders and black powder so yeah i think that's really that's our targeted goal you know is just making sure that people have a good time like i mean we all just want to have fun we all want to yep. go out and have fun hunt you know we're just like everybody else and we want to just share that with you guys so um but yeah i mean really i think that that's that's the most exciting part about these these new muzzleloaders but um mm-hmm. And I guess the, the forty cal, Caleb, if you want to talk about what's more uh what's been better, the forty, the forty five or the fifty in the in the Paramount Pro? Like what have we seen more sales on? So I did wanna make a distinction.
2: It's it's not I haven't really found that anyone is better. They all appeal to a very specific market. I know mm-hmm. with the the forty cal as of late has just been um as far as popularity has skyrocketed because again it's it's one of those unheard of calibers especially for muzzle loading and it's like hey this is the velocities this is the accuracy and the range that we're achieving yeah. so yeah there's been a huge spike in the 40 caliber in particular um, as far as sales as far as just people calling in and just questioning like hey is this is this the real deal is this the 40 cal that can shoot out to this far and it's like absolutely you know yeah. and so
0: mm-hmm. but yeah we've seen a huge spike specifically towards the 40 cal And the 40 cals are excellent. I think it's it's really good. We've been able to get really high BCs out of those, and we're stoked to get our hands on uh, one of the HTRs when they come in and get out and Mm -hmm. do some range testing. So um, if there's any questions you guys have as far as, uh, you know, uh, charges you want us to test or, you know, different bullets, whatever, let us know, and we want to make sure we're we're curtailing to what you guys want to hear about so for sure um, on that note let's go ahead and take a break and uh, we'll be right back with some more exciting stuff okay welcome back to the muzzleloaders.com podcast thanks for bearing with us through the break i uh, just want to give you a quick recap what we've been talking about uh, we have been going over the paramount htr and the traditions nitro fire uh, just going over all their pros and cons and things like that so one thing that I want to stay though is there's no such thing as a perfect gun. Uh, there are a few things that kind of detract uh, from from those and there's some consumer concerns that we just want to go over. And uh, so with that, I just want to throw it out. Caleb, do you have any, uh, do you want to go over some of those those negatives and we can just address those for people? Sure, absolutely. Um,
2: you know, the biggest thing that I've been getting calls about concerning the, the Traditions Nitro Fire, we'll do that one first, um, is, so it does require a, a little bit more legwork on the the customer side is as, as getting that FFL information over to us but you know after that it's it's a really quick transfer from our facility to to wherever they're sending it to um but it, you know it can be daunting you know if you're used to shooting a muzzleloader and then oh I have to do like a like a firearm transfer um you know it can be intimidating for some people but you know mm-hmm. we will help with that too so you know if customers have any questions you know feel free to give us a call
1: and we can walk you through that entire process as well. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's all 50 States. You know, there are some Mm -hmm. States where muzzle loaders are already uh, considered firearms like New Jersey and Illinois. So, and then some other isolated areas outside of that. So, you know, but that's, that's a big deal. The Remington 700 ultimate muzzle loader is another one like that. Um, but you know, in in a lot of States it's convenient to buy a different muzzle loader that can come straight to your door. Um, you know, and I think as we consider with the nitro fire, the other thing is the the fire sticks, Mm. um, it's an awesome ignition source, but it's not readily available yet. So I just think as an early adopter, if you're getting into it, you know, it's important to make sure that you get a good supply to start out with to hold you over uh, as the distribution increases and, you know, we're in the middle of powder shortages. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that includes the fire stick. Uh, they're made by federal, you know, um, so they're, they're having production issues in, in every way. So it's, it's all part of the same thing. Um, But I think when you consider it, you know, as long as you're an informed person, you can make the decision of what's best for you. Maybe you can get all those things um, and then you can buy that gun and and be very happy with it. Or you can say, Hey, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the fire sticks. Um, You know, generally we have them. Um, We're out of them right now, but we do have a lot on order. Um, So we'll, we'll have a pretty healthy supply of them this year. Um, And so most people are buying a couple packs and they're holding them over all year. Yeah. I think,
0: that's kind of what we've been trying to hammer home with people is it's 2021, you know, 2020 is over, but a lot of the same problems have carried over. And so if you have a hunt coming up in December, you should be planning now yes. because mm-hmm. I mean, if you get, if you see so much as a hundred primers, you need to buy them because yes. the, there's no guarantee you'll see any of the rest of the year. And so if you're looking to go on a hunt and it's later in the year, like I got time, you know, don't, don't think that way. You're, you don't have time. It's, you know, you definitely want to make sure you get on it. Um, and so I guess one thing that I've heard a lot of, you know, people talking about is the, the legality in the States. Um, mm-hmm. do you guys have any like input into, uh, you know, the, the nitro fire being legal or illegal in different States for muzzleloader hunting seasons? Yeah. I'll, I'll take this one.
1: Cause Go I, ahead. um, traditions is working hard to, with, with a lot of different States to, to increase the, the legality of the gun. Um, it's already legal in a lot of areas. You can use it in centerfire rifle seasons in just about every state. Um, you can use it in muzzleloader seasons in, in quite a few states, and that map gets updated frequently. Um, I think as states are seeing it, they're really liking it. Um, as you kind of um, have said before, Darren, that um, you know states have to have like town halls, mm. some of them, to change regulations. Well, because of COVID, they can't have town halls. They can't change regulations. So a lot of states have had to freeze regulations because of that in, in, in all hunting areas. Um, so yeah, I think it it's legal in more and more areas for muzzle loading. Um, you know, and it's different and its education on the state agencies as much as it is for the end user. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think we've seen
0: similar things with the HTR and 40 caliber, like that's mm-hmm. not legal in a lot of states. Is CVA, are they doing similar things trying to make that legal in more states going forward or, um, is
1: that going to be kind of is what it is at this point? No, they've definitely got plans to make sure that, you know, more and more states adopt things like that. Um, you know, and again, we're in this COVID era. Uh, you know, hopefully we're coming out of it. But, you know, a lot of the states aren't meeting right now to to change regulations and things like that. But thankfully, the, the HTR in 40 Cal, the Paramount Pro in 40 Cal are legal in a lot of states for deer, a few states for elk. Um, but you know, they've got the 45 and 50 cal options to, to accommodate the other states.
0: Yeah. I think that's what's, I think that's the best part about it is really any state you want to hunt in. There's a paramount that's going to accommodate with the exception of
1: Oregon and Idaho, of course, you know, <laughs> our home state. <laughs> yeah. In our state, but, you know, you really can't use either of them in mm-hmm. muzzleloading season, but you can use them in rifle season. I mean, I took a a PR on a rifle hunt in the Minam a couple of years ago, you know, I mean, you can do it. Um you know, in, in a centerfire season though. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's just the
0: important distinction. And, you know, obviously in an ideal world, all of the states would collaborate. We'd all, everything would be legal, you know, <laughs> but uh, it's not yeah. how it goes. But um, I, I think that one, one thing that uh, people are really concerned about with the, uh, with these new muzzleloaders is they just, you know, the, there's a large majority of, of our community that is traditionalist. Like they right. want the side locks. They want to stick with, you know, just traditional black powder. And I think that that's excellent. And I, you know, I'm actually going to a rendezvous at the end of this month, uh, here in, in Eastern Oregon I'm really excited about that. Uh, just because the community, th- that community is really tight knit for sure. And certain. they're a very, very important piece. But one thing I want to talk about too, is just like the, uh, how, how this is going to really bring a lot more people into the fold because Brad, you mentioned that, uh, the, our, you know, the muzzle loading industry was kind of, you know, and the hunting in general was kind of on a decline before right. COVID. Um, and then with these new ones, we've seen a lot more people come into it. So I don't know if you wanted to expound on that at all. Yeah. I mean,
1: muzzle loading has kind of been flat um, for a long time and maybe slightly growing. Um, but, but really hunting and out, you know, really hunting and shooting sports in general has been declining um, as a percentage of population. And so that's something as any sportsman is concerned about. And, and it's not a secret. That's something the industry has been aware of. A lot of people are aware of, you know, the next generation just is not interested in hunting as much. Well, with COVID, what we found is that all of a sudden there's nothing else to do. Um, You can't take your family to Hawaii. So maybe I'll take my son on a hunt, you know, or, you know, all of a sudden, I I think there was a lot of people that were looking for ways to spend time together with their family. And we saw an explosion in camping um, you know mm. ATV's and UTV sales were through the roof mm-hmm. um, people were looking for any way to get outdoors because it it was the one legal thing you could still do in most <laughs> states yeah. and so that you know helped hunting in general shooting sports um, and and muzzle loading reaped the, the rewards of that as well um, that's why we saw a lot of shortages last year in even muzzle loading is yes, we had COVID, you know, shut down some factories, slow down shipping, do all those kind of different things. But in a normal year, we could have recovered from that. But now you take an increased demand of a lot of people looking at muzzleloading of saying, hey, that's one more chance to get out in the woods. I'm going to jump on that. I'm going to get a new muzzleloader for my son or my wife or my daughter. And so we can all go out together. And so I, I think that's great. And any way that we can add these new guns into the industry to pull in a new group of people, I think once they're in the industry, they're going to find it's a very supportive industry. Mm-hmm. You know, if you hunt with an inline and you talk to somebody at a rendezvous, you know, they may say like, Oh, you're using that new technology. <laughs> but really at the end of the day, they're stoked that you're using a muzzleloader mm-hmm. and that you're there to experience more of the sport. And and those, they are a tight knit group and they're awesome because they just have such a passion for muzzleloading. Um, and it's, it's really exciting.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the the member of that community that, uh, I'm friends with, he's always like, you know, Hey, you need to come down. Let's, you know, get involved. And they're just so much fun to be around. They're just Mm -hmm. super genuine. I mean, they're, they're very talented. Like a lot of them are very talented, you know, seamstress because they put a lot of work and time and effort into the stuff that they do. And I think that's awesome. And I'm excited to be a part of that. And, uh, Yeah. And I, I guess really, um, you know, Caleb, if you want to touch on too, like, have we seen a lot of people that are, that are like starting out on that side also come into it and buy, you know, like traditional stuff. Like we've seen a lot of people getting, you know, start with a paramount or a nitro fire and then they're like, Oh, this is fun. You know, I want to get into something else. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, we have a lot of people just starting out like, Hey, what do I want in general? Mm -hmm.
2: And it's like, yeah, I'm looking for something for for hunting season. I just want something new and different. Um, my muzzle loading extends my rifle seat or my hunting season for by many weeks. And so they start out with a modern inline muzzle loader, and then yeah, exactly the the natural progression. They they develop that passion for it, and so mm-hmm. the next step is, oh, how can I challenge myself even more? Oh, I want to build my own muzzle loader mm-hmm. and hunt in the traditional style. And you know, there's. A lot of customers who have have went that way and then they're like oh well i need more to hang on my wall because these look so great you know and mm-hmm. i want to try a flint lock now and a percussion and have all these options and so yeah it's
0: it's a, a natural progression to to lean that way for sure yeah i think one thing you said kind of spurred a thought in my mind where you know you have people that start out in archery you know they're just using a compound bow you know, all the bells and whistles. And then, you know, there's some people that they just kind of go like, I'm going to start using a longbow. I'm gonna start mm-hmm. going to start doing traditional, you know, make my own arrows, yeah. things like that. And same thing with centerfire. Like you start out centerfire buying factory ammunition. Then you start reloading and you're like, oh, it gets super, super fine tuned. I think it's similar with muzzle loading. Like I'm just going to get my foot in the door, try out the nitro fire. And then it's like, oh, this is really fun. Let's try and make it a little more challenging. Let's yeah. increase that difficulty. And then you get people building their own muzzleloaders, building their own flintlocks um, and, you know, go in that direction. And I think that's, that's like, that's the true challenge. I mean, hunting sure. with a flintlock in <laughs> the Pacific Northwest where it <laughs> rains all the time is a challenge. So yeah. Um, or in the
1: snow of the Northeast. You yeah. Know? The, I mean, the flintlock mm-hmm. season in uh, Pennsylvania is right after Christmas mm-hmm. and, you know, growing up, my dad did that pretty much every year. Um, and it was almost always snowing, mm. you know? And so you're out there with a pan of powder in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is hoping p- it goes off. Yeah. It's, it's tough. And that's, that's the, I mean, that's really why people do
0: it. That's because it's so it's traditional. So you feel like you're in touch with, you know, your roots, Yeah, but it's also just the fun of the challenge, you know, like you're, you have to get close. You have to make sure your powder is dry. You know, one small thing could throw the whole thing off and that's yep. the excitement of it, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, really, I think the point that we're all trying to hammer home is that these, these new technologies are really a good thing for the industry for sure and I mean really innovation is never a bad thing I mean no yeah it's always good to make things better than they were before but I think it's also important the other side of that coin to have the traditional side of things continue to remain because the that is just such an awesome piece of history but also an awesome community to be a part of for sure and so um really I guess
1: did you guys have anything you wanted to add you know one other thing that um we didn't really get around to talking about what the HTR and the Nitrofire and things like that are, are powder and primer shortages. Um, but the HTR and the Paramount Pro and the Paramount are all designed to use Blackhorn 209 powder. Um, it's an awesome powder. It's super clean burning. Um, it's a very hot ignition source, um, but it is hard to come by right now. Mm. Um, we saw some shortages last year. You know, Hodgdon bought Blackhorn 209, which is mm. awesome. It's going to be really great for the long term. In the short term. They're still transitioning and doing a lot of things, trying to get the production increased and whatnot. And so for this year, you know, with increased demand, with these new muzzleloaders that are, you know, needing this powder, I think black Blackhorn's still going to be very hard to get. So, you know, my simple advice to people is if you're buying one of these guns and you see Blackhorn at your local store, pick it up. If you're at Walmart mm-hmm. or anywhere and there's a bottle or two, get it because later in the year, as everybody's looking for it, you know, it may be hard to come by. Um, I know Hodgson's very on the ball with trying to get as much powder out as possible. But, you know, right now we're noticing that, you know, people are buying massive amounts of powder. Yeah. Um, We got in a huge shipment um, a week and a half ago now or so. And in a week, most of the powders were already gone. And that, and this time of year, powder is not generally selling at that kind of volume. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we can only get so much at a time you know, Hodgdon, you know, ships us pallets and, you know, that their production is only so much as well. So the demand is outpacing the production. And, you know, so just in general, you know, if you're good for the year, I, my advice is don't hoard extra powder because other people are going to go without because of that, unless you're buying it for friends and family. But, you know, if you don't have powder, make sure that when you have it available, it's kind of like when you were talking about planning for the fall. Mm -hmm. Um, in, in these weird circumstances that we haven't really encountered before, like a worldwide pandemic, COVID-19, shutting down everything, you know, powder is coming in from other countries, it comes in from Australia, Canada, um, and, and some of it is made in the U.S., but very little. So since it's imported, all of these other problems in the rest of the world are affecting our industry. So it's just wise to plan ahead. Um, you know, if, you, if you're picking up a Paramount, Paramount Pro, Paramount HTR, buy a buy an extra bottle mm-hmm. of black Horn if you see it <laughs> yeah yeah i i would say
2: just being on the phones and on the emails the the tip exactly piggybacking off yours the tip is wherever you can find powder <laughs> buy it yes i yeah. would love to get you some but since i don't it's more important for you to have stuff ready for your hunting season than
0: for me personally to give it to you so wherever you find it buy it absolutely and i think that i mean really if if you see that a place has what you think to be a bunch of powder in stock still buy some because I don't think it really matters how much we would have got in it still probably would have been gone in about a week I mean it just it's gone it goes until it's gone and it's not long so
1: yeah Yeah. I mean really if we could have got more powder on that shipment it still probably would have disappeared in about the same time frame Mm -hmm. I mean it wouldn't have stuck around that much longer and that was a volume of powder that we hadn't really ordered to that level this time of year Mm -hmm. in the past so you know, it's just the demand is high and you know, people are doing the right thing and preparing themselves. There's more people getting into the industry though. And so it's being spread more and more thin. So, you know, just be prepared. And as you're you're shopping for these new guns, that has to be a concern. Yeah. You know, really at the end of the day. And, and it's unfortunate because normally it'd be great to say, Hey, we've got the fire sticks and the nitro fires, we got everything you need. We've mm-hmm. got the you know, primers for, for <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Large <laughs> rifle primers are not easy to find right now no um so if you can find 100 primers for you know your new paramount buy them
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely and i think that one thing i want to reassure everyone of is that us and all the other members of the industry are working super hard at getting product taken care of like i mean we brad was saying we've ordered more from all of our manufacturers than we ever have by significant margin Mm -hmm. and manufacturers are working to produce more than they ever have, but it's just still mm-hmm. not enough. I mean, there's just so much demand. And then the, even down to raw, raw materials, there's just such, so, so much backup, you know, For sure. so,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and on that same note, you're right. Our, our manufacturers are, are at max capacity right now. Um, and they're, they're getting the goods out as fast as they can, but you know, they're shipping slowdowns mm-hmm. the ports are plugged and things like that. And so, you know, Our simple ask is, you know, if if you're frustrated because you can't get your new gun when you'd like to, just just remember, you know, it doesn't benefit them to hold them back. They're they're trying to get the guns out as fast Mm -hmm. as people can get them. Um, so, you know, just extend grace to them. They're they're working hard. Everybody in this industry is just fantastic people. Mm -hmm. And they care about the people in the industry. They care about the sport. They want to see it grow. They want to see it succeed. And, um, you know, and it is just a fun industry to be in. I, you know, we love our manufacturers. Mm-hmm. They're they're great people. Um, we have awesome relationships with them. Um, you know, we can joke around with them, have a good yeah, time, you <laughs> know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. They, they're just all really good people.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the great things.
1: And one of the really
0: unfortunate things about this past year is we didn't get to go to SHOT Show. And just being able to hang out with all those members of the industry is awesome. I mean, I couldn't pick a better industry to work in just because everybody's just like us. They all just want to have fun. They're just like you guys. Just, everybody just wants to have a good time. You know, they all want yeah. to, you know, honestly, they just love hunting. They love fishing. It's just, they just love the outdoors. And that's, that's really just awesome. I mean, yeah. very few people get to work in an industry like that. so just super blessed to be a part of that. And we want to share that with you guys. We want to create a muzzleloaders.com community and um you know just share that with you guys because we're just we're all passionate we all love what we do and we want to be passionate about our our community as well so for sure awesome well I think that's about all the time that we have for today I really appreciate you guys being on the podcast Uh, it's a fun time with you guys always so uh, join us next week as we welcome Nate Savage he is our general manager and uh, we're going to be talking about all of the new muzzle loaders for 2021 so going a little bit more in depth on uh, some things like the HTR so don't miss out on that Um, So remember, shoot straight, shoot often, and have a blessed week, everybody.